Hallelujah. Amen. We reign. I'm so glad this he's in control. The majesty of our Lord Jesus Christ. His glory. What a privilege it is today to put our trust completely in Him. Amen. Knowing that He's got, got it all in His hands. Amen. Amen. Good morning. God bless you. Good to see you this morning. Amen. Welcome back to Lighthouse Church of God this beautiful Sunday. I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles this morning to Psalm number 2. The second psalm, while you're doing that, I'll remind you to be on the prayer call this afternoon at 5.30. And if your prayer request comes up during the week, you can call in on Wednesdays at 12 o'clock. Reverend Fogel will be manning the prayer line on that day. And then, of course, we invite you to call in for Bible study Wednesday nights at 7.45. I do want to let you know that next Sunday I'm gonna I'm gonna exercise some executive privilege. Well no I won't. I'm gonna ask permission if I could borrow the prayer forces hour and uh, we need to have a members meeting. We have one every January. I wanna bring you up to date on the uh, situation uh in the church, give you a budget report, let you know where all the money went. And uh, also consider some of the challenges that we're dealing with at the moment and some of the things we expect to be dealing with in 2021. I've tried very hard to think of a way to do this uh, remotely, but it just isn't going to work. I'm going to have to ask you to come out in person. I know we are much out of the habit of coming out to church on Sunday afternoons, I won't tell you whether that's a good or bad thing. It's just a thing. But next Sunday, I'm going to ask you to make that exception. All members, if you can, and any of our friends who want to come, we're transparent. There's nothing hidden. There's no dirty laundry to air, at least that I'm aware of, unless you know something. Uh, it's all transparent. So anyone who really wants to come, if you've been supporting the church, you, you have a, a right to be there. Uh, and so we want very long, maybe an hour, no more. And uh, in order to do that, I need to hold the council members who are present hostage this afternoon after service for about 20 minutes. So council members don't take off on me. We've got to set an agenda very quickly. Won't take hopefully that long. And uh, we'll get you ready to go. All right. That's be next Sunday, 530 council members this afternoon at uh, after the morning service is over. Any other announcements? Have I missed anything? Is anything else going on that we need to be aware of? I'm not aware of anything else. All right, praise the Lord. Psalm number two. Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree the Lord has said to me. You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Now therefore be wise, O kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. 
Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you perish in the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little, blessed are all those, blessed are all those who put their trust in him. May God's blessings accompany the reading of his word. Father, we give thanks this morning for the precious word of God, the lamp for our feet, the light for our path. Your word, O oh God, is inspired. We, we know this is your heart, your mind speaking to us today. We pray, O oh God, for the word to become forth with an anointing and a power, O oh God, that all of the imaginations and all of the high things would be cast down before the power of your word today. Anoint those who hear it today. Let them have open hearts, open minds, receptive spirits. Let the soil be good and prepared for the seed to be planted today. Anoint the one who speaks, for you know all of his limitations, O God. Let your word go forth with authority, with anointing, with power. Let it take root. Let it bear fruit. We ask it in Jesus' name, and all agree, amen. Well, today I want to talk to you, and, and I know we are in the midst of extraordinary times, and we've discussed that plenty, but you know, I think there just comes a moment where you have to realize that the plans and, the, and all of the, the, the intents and all of, the, of the, the agendas that are all in play at the moment, it, it would take me a, it, it would just take a whole day to try to go through. I, I was hit with so many things this week. So many different agendas, conspiracies, uh, uh, plots, and plans, and, and this group's going to do this, and that group's going to... And I tell you, I, 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 I was so weary of it. Oh, I thank God for that song this morning. Now, Jesus is the rock in the weary land. Amen. This is a weary land. Amen. Amen. And, and I'm, not again, I'm, I'm not here today again to, 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 to try to say anything other than I am so glad God is in control. I just can't tell you. I don't, you know, I pray for our, our president. I pray for the new leadership in Congress. I, I truly do want God to use them to bless our nation, to, to bring our nation to a place of peace and prosperity. I have no hidden agenda in my heart concerning those who are currently in power in America. I didn't have an agenda with those who were previously in power or, or going back. They've all had uh, in their own ways. I believe God raised them up and used them for his purposes and then moved along to the next group. I'm not, I'm not in any way trying to, 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 to choose one over the other. God, God knows what he's doing. But I want to want us to understand this morning, I want us to understand very clearly, whatever this president's plans are, whatever the previous president's plans were, whatever the president before him and before him and before their plans were, any plan that does not include the glorification and sovereignty of Jesus Christ as King of kings and Lord of lords is ultimately going to fail. Amen. Let me say it again. Men come up with their plans. Presidents have their agendas. Corporations have their agendas. Employers have their agendas. Economists have their agendas. Social uh, engineering people have their Everybody's got their own agenda, but there's only one agenda that matters. I'm so glad to be able to tell you this morning that God's purpose and God's plans have not changed since the day that he began this universe, that he spoke it into being. The creator God created all things for a purpose. All my life, I've, I've dealt with the question in, in both public and private, with, with members and in my own life, what is God's plan for me? I think, you know, uh, sometimes when we get into uh, certain situations, maybe, maybe something has happened and uh, something that uh, we did not anticipate happening, maybe something tragic, maybe something disturbing, maybe something that just came out of the blue. And inevitably, inevitably, in, a, in an attempt to comfort, in an attempt to provide some sort of solace to, to whatever we're going through, someone will tell us it's all part of God's plan. Yeah. 
Well, I don't know how to deal with that sometimes. I know very well that there's things that happen in my life on a daily basis that are not part of God's plans. I know God's plans are not the only agenda that I'm dealing with. Amen. Here it says very plainly in the opening uh, verses of this, of this psalm that men have plans too. Kings have plans and plots and, and rulers and judges have their plots and plans. And we know that we have an enemy of our souls who very much has a plan. So sometimes it's very difficult in, 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 in my mind to pull the thread to see whose plan is operating at the moment in, in any given set of circumstances. I, I know that uh, God allows us a lot of freedom. He gives us a free will to do some things and act in certain ways that uh, are not necessarily the things that he would want us to do. We, we have to understand that. But in the end, if you take it to the, to the ultimate perspective, God's agenda and God's plan is going to be fulfilled. And our only really responsibility is to make sure that our plans align with his. So many of these kings and rulers and people in power, and I grant you, I grant you, I tell you what, power is a very powerful, a very powerful thing. It is so, uh, you know, I, I, I just... Uh, in the past couple of weeks, I had a, uh, a position open up under me. One of the supervisors that reports to me uh, quit and left, and, and I had to uh, replace that one. And it's just par for the course. It, you know, there, it's a revolving door. Yeah. But this young man, he's fresh out of uh, 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 college, got his master's degree, you know, very, very uh, impressive young man, you know, and and, and I, I, I said, okay, we're going to give you a shot. And I said, but listen, one thing you got to understand, you know, you're, you, yes, you are in charge, but, uh, uh, you know, you got to, you got to find a way because I don't know if you know anything about truck drivers and van drivers. They're, they're not so good at dealing with, uh, uh, people who are in charge. They got, they got their own thing they want to do. And I said, you got to find them. He says, oh, that's, that's not going to be a problem. He says, I'm going to take control of the situation. He was back in my office in three days. I don't know what's going on. I, he had a plan. But when he ran into reality, his plan blew up. Amen. One of the, the more famous uh, quotations from Mike Tyson, the, the famous boxer, is, is being interviewed with, uh, with an upcoming fight. And, and the interviewer asked him, he says, this guy you're fighting, he, he's telling everybody that he's got a plan to wear you down and wear you out and, 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 and defeat you. And Mike Tyson's response was, everybody's, everybody's got a plan until I hit them in the face. <laughs> Something happens when you get hit in the face by Mike Tyson. That makes your plan change. Amen. Hallelujah. We've all got a plan until life hits us in the face. Amen. We've all got a plan until we run into something that's bigger and stronger than us. And, and I, I, I'm not trying to challenge. I, I, again, I, I want to make sure you understand very clearly. Whatever agenda our incoming administration has, I pray God will bless it, and I pray God will use it to help our nation. But understand this. Every plan that runs contrary to the glorification of Jesus Christ is doomed to failure. It's doomed doesn't matter how much authority is behind it, how much power is behind it, how much money is behind it, how much uh, uh, national will is behind it. You cannot oppose God's purpose for very long and be successful. You can get all the kings of the earth to come together. I know one day, if we understand prophecy correctly, one day all of the kingdoms of the world will unite against Jesus Christ. I don't know if this present circumstance is part of that or not. It, it may very well be. We don't know how close we are to that hour. I, I, I suspect we're very close, but, you know, I, we, we don't know exactly. But we know one day someone's going to come on the scene, and he's going to have a plan how to, how to bring the whole world together without God and without Christ, to cut the cord, to break off the bonds of Jesus Christ. And he might, uh, according to, if, again, if we understand prophecy correctly, he will have some success uh, for a short time. He'll have a window where it will seem like his plan is working. 
but the God of heaven will look down upon the plans of men. And I love this scripture. He who sits in hell of heaven shall laugh at the plans of men. Men plans and God laughs. Amen. He looks at those who think that they are something. He looks at those who think that they can accomplish great things and mighty things. And he laughs at them because he knows all of that is soon to be nothing more than rust and dust. All the plans of men will come to nothing. All of the strategies and the agendas and the conspiracies. My wife was asking me about some conspiracy theory last week, and I just laughed. Some of it was such nonsense. She said, well, don't you think? I said, listen, I subscribe very sincerely to the words of Mark Twain. Three people can keep a secret if two of them are dead. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. I said, the conspiracy you're trying to tell me on would require thousands and thousands of people to conspire and not one of them to open their mouth about it. I said, I don't believe that about human nature. One of them would have no, would just be compelled. You know how we are? We're compelled to say, I know something you don't know. Amen. I got some nothing. I got something you ain't got. And, and boy, I tell you what, that's how quickly it just falls apart. All of this. All of these conspiracies, and I'm not trying to make light or make fun. I, I don't want to come across that tone today. There is a conspiracy in our world, but it's a conspiracy against God. It's not a conspiracy against this power or that power. It's a conspiracy against the ruler of heaven. Men resist the authority of the king. Men do not want to submit. They do not want to bow. They do not want to recognize that there's any higher authority than themselves. Amen. But it's not a secret conspiracy. It's quite open, and they're quite bold in proclaiming it. Yeah. Amen. I just recall when this pandemic began to take effect, a very prominent governor in our nation stood up before the media and said, God can't help us with this. We're going to take care of this ourselves. There's a mindset among so many people of power, a mindset among so many people. I don't even want to take it into politics. You just look anywhere, in the economics, in the corporate realm, in, in, in the social realm, in the entertainment realm, wherever you want to look, there are people who think they know more than God, who think that they have outwitted and, and they finally come up with something God cannot uh, put a stop to. But, oh, I love this verse. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. He shall laugh at the ridiculousness, at the, at the complete and utter vanity. That's what the psalmist is talking about. He says all of these plots, all of these plans, they're all vanity. It's a vain thing. What's a vain thing? A vain thing is something that will come to nothing. It will come ultimately to nothing. But don't misread that. Don't misunderstand that. It may hurt a lot of people along the way. Maybe there's been some plots within the church itself. Some conspiracies to, uh, to receive all of the blessings of heaven without actually submitting to heaven. They have all the benefits of Christ's sacrifice without actually accepting Christ. And all the damage this does, and all the faith this damages, and all of the discouragement this produces, there is a consequence to conspiring against God. There is a, there is a fallout. There are casualties of these plots and strategies. I don't want you to miss that. God talks about his displeasure. He talks about his wrath. He talks about those who crumble under the weight of opposing God. I can tell you in my own life, as a young man, I thought I could come up with a plan for success and, 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 and for accomplishment in life that did not include God. I was a rebel. I was a defiant child. Anybody ever had to deal with a defiant child? Oh, I tell you what, I was one of the defiant ones. I thought I was smarter than the rest, smarter than the average bear. Amen. I could... Figure it all out on my own. I didn't need the church. I didn't need the Bible. I didn't need God. I can figure it out all by myself. But it only took me just a very short period of time, just, just a couple of years, for all of my plans and strategies to crumble into dust. 
I crumbled under the weight of my own vanity. I crumbled under the weight of my own counsel. I soon realized that what God had for me and what God's plan was in my life, if I would get on board with it, I'd be far more at peace and far more content than continuing to try. Let me tell you something. It's hard to go against God all the time. I don't know if you've ever tried it. I don't recommend it. But as one who tried to go against God for a period of time, there's nothing that wearies you faster than opposing God. It wears it you down. You crumble. You, 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 you break into pieces. You dash like a potter's vessel into pieces. You say, well, Pastor, I just believe that God loves me and whatever I want to do, He's going to support me. Well, if you're content with that, don't pick up a Bible. Don't read any of the Scriptures and, and certainly don't open yourself to the Holy Spirit because you're going to realize that God takes this Lord and King business very seriously if you do. God's truly, and I don't mean this in a... I know this kind of sounds a little bit harsh. God loves us and He cares about us, but His real agenda, His ultimate agenda, isn't to glorify us, it's to glorify His Son through us. And we need to make that distinction. As long as your life and your life's plan fits into the agenda of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, all will go as it should go. But the moment you begin to think it's about you, see, that's the mistake I made. I started thinking it was about me. It was about me becoming something. Me being someone who mattered. Me being someone who was, who was truly a, a, a stand apart and a stand above. And God set me straight on that very quickly. He said, I can only have one king. Only one can rule. Only one can be Lord of all. And guess what, brother? It's not you and it's not me. And if you're unhappy with that, if you'd rather go out there and create a little kingdom of your own for your own benefit, you're welcome to try. And you may even have some successes for a short period of time. I don't doubt that there are some who've achieved great things without having God at all in their life. You can see them. We know who they are. We can count the names. Some of them have sat in the White House. Some of them have sat at the top of the corporate ladder. Some of them have sat at the top of the entertainment ladder. But, oh, we are reminded so quickly how quickly those thrones become dungeons and those kingdoms crumble into dust. Well, I'm not saying that there isn't a path that goes away from God. I'm saying that the path that goes against God and away from God is a path that leads to nothing. Where will you go if you're going to oppose God? When God established His Son, Jesus Christ, upon the throne of this world and upon the throne of His kingdom, and make no mistake about it, He rules and reigns. We're not talking about someday, way down in the, in the, at the end of history, he'll finally be in charge. No, when he appeared to his disciples after he was resurrected, he said, all authority and all power in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. I have the authority now. And I will establish my kingdom. Now, we, if we'd have done that in the natural, we would have, we would have, we would have envisioned Jesus coming with 10,000 times 10,000 of his mighty angels riding mighty steeds with flaming swords and slaying all of the rulers of the world and taking possession. And who knows, maybe one day that's how he's going to do it. But for now, but since the day that he was enthroned, he has been establishing his kingdom, one heart, one life, one church at a time. Building from the inside out a kingdom that will outlast all the others. The rock cut from without hands from heaven has been established in the world and is growing to become a mighty mountain. You can't stop this kingdom. We can't stop this kingdom. And all the kings of the earth counseling together cannot stop this kingdom. He will rule. He does rule. He is ruling. 
and all those, and yes, He's ruling in grace, and yes, He's ruling in mercy, and yes, He's ruling in love, and yes, He is ruling as a benevolent God, saving, delivering, rescuing those who are caught up in all of the conspiracies of this life. But know this, know this, that grace and that mercy that has been extended to us has another side to it for us and for the sake of those who put their trust in Him. All who oppose Him must be defeated and their defeat will be final. The ends of the earth. Oh, ask of me and I will give you all of the nations for your inheritance. Despots and tyrants and dictators alike all around this world think that their kingdoms are immortal. Think that, they're, that they alone sovereignly guide the destiny of their nations. Presidents and prime ministers, senators and mayors and judges, it matters not what the title, it matters not what the rank, it matters not what the position. They all have it in mind that they are controlling the destiny of their own little kingdom. But all of these kingdoms and all of these nations and all of these separate entities, even though they've conspired against the Lord, the Lord has claimed them for His Son, Jesus Christ. The nations are His inheritance. I don't know how you are about your inheritance. I don't know. Right now, I don't, you know, my father's given me a great spiritual inheritance, but the, but the financial one, not so much. You know, I, he, he, you know there, there might be a, a dollar or two somewhere. He's got stuffed in a Bible somewhere. I'm going to have to go through all of his books, see what I can cobble together. Amen. And that's fine. I'd rather have the inheritance he's giving me. Amen. But I promise you this, anything that's stored up with, for me, for my name, I'm going to fight for it. How much more do you believe that the one who has been promised the entire world is in, as his inheritance? All of the peoples and all of the nations and all of the kingdoms, all the ends of the earth as his possession. You think he's simply going to sit back you think he's just going to simply say, well, you know, they don't really want me to rule over them, so I'm just going to leave them alone? You don't understand this God. You don't understand this kingdom. He comes in mercy. He'd rather have our submission, but he will take possession nonetheless. You can come willingly. You can come faithfully. You can come lovingly. Or you can resist. But in either way, his kingdom will be established, and His King will reign. It doesn't take a genius to figure out what becomes of those nations and peoples and corporations and kingdoms who conspire against the Lord and against His anointed. You don't have to be a genius to figure this out. You see them now. You can, you can watch the nightly news as easily as I can. You can look up the information as easy as I can. How they tear themselves apart. How all of those great plans, all of those great programs. Heard the president talking in his inauguration speech about all these things that are, he's going to do. I pray, I, I pray. Pray for that. My God, yes. By all means, let's get rid of this disease. I'm sick of it. You're sick of it. We all want to get rid of it. I'm, I'm all, all 100%. All for it. I, 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 I'm with him 100%. Let's knock it out. Let's get it done. One thing he did not acknowledge, and maybe he does privately, I don't know his heart. But a lot of what we see happening, not only in our nation, but in the nations of the world, is the price that gets paid for conspiring against God. I may mess with your theology. You may not believe a God will do things like that. Our God will do things like that. But if we resist, He will establish His authority. 
And he might do it very well by tearing all other authorities down. If we will not forsake our idols, then he will cause our idols to fall on their face in the dust before his king. The choice here is not, or or the, the decision here is not to have a plan. Always have a plan. I have a plan. We'll talk about it a little bit next week for this church for 2021. As best as God has led me. Got a plan for my family. Got a plan for work. Got a plan for other things. Health and all those other things. But I know this. I know this much. Every plan that is not submitted to the authority of the king, every plan that does not align with and agree with God's purpose is a plan that will come to nothing. Here, the psalmist says, be wise. Be wise. Serve the Lord with fear. You want our plans to succeed? You want our agendas to be accomplished? You want the things to come to pass that God has put into your heart and that God has put into the heart of His church, into the heart of His people? tells us, get on board with what God is doing. Serve the Lord with fear. Rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son. Make our peace with God. Make our peace with the Son. Except that word kiss the Son means it's the sign of fealty. It's the sign of submission. When the lesser kings would come to the throne and they would bow and they would kiss the feet of the king as an acknowledgement that he was sovereign. All it takes for the plan to be successful is to make sure that God is the sovereign and that the glory goes to his son, Jesus Christ. I don't know if that's the agenda of the powers that be right now. I suspect it is not. But it is the agenda of the church of the living God. And it ought to be the agenda of his people. I don't have to know what God's plan is for my life. I don't even have to figure out the day-by-day details of it. I've received a promise that I will be blessed if I put my trust in him. I spend a lot of time. I'm a, I'm a thinker. I'm a, I'm a dweller. Any other dwellers? I'm, I'm one of those people that just chews at something. Something happens and I try to, I try to roll it over in my mind and my brain, trying my spirit, trying to figure it all out. I'm a puzzle guy. I like to figure things out. What does this mean? What does that mean? And I tell you what, I've come up with some really good stuff over the years. Got, got, got it, got it nailed down. Wrote it down. And the next day, next week, next month, God laughs. God laughs. It's not any fun to be laughed at, is it? No one enjoys that. I don't like being laughed at. I get mad. You laugh at me, I get mad. Don't you laugh at me? But God laughs at me. And I don't think, with me at least, I don't think he's doing it in a mean way. I think he's just saying, you dummy. Don't you know I've got control of this? You could have saved yourself all the sleepless nights and all of the, the, the fretting and the worrying and all of the trying to figure stuff up if you just know the simplest of truths. Whatever it is I'm doing in your life, I'm doing it to glorify the king. I'm doing it to bring you into agreement with the king. I'm doing it so that the king's glory can shine through you and so that you can rule and reign at his side. Now, I don't know how the details of how God's going to work all of that out. I imagine some of them will be quite unpleasant based on my life so far. I imagine other pieces will be quite enjoyable because God gives and takes away. Right? We get good. There's some bad, but we get some good too. But somehow, 
Well, every time I try to figure out how does this equal that and how does this get me to there, I can't do the math. My, uh, uh, my boss asked me the other day for a report on some things, and I said, look, man, nobody told me there was going to be math in this job. <laughs> I'm out here to do the math. I do the math, and the numbers don't quite, and the, 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 the end doesn't quite equal the out, and the up doesn't quite equal the down, and I don't know how it all works, but somehow, I, the miracle of God and his purpose and his plan somehow brings it all together. Amen. If I had tried to figure it out on my own, oh, I would have made such a mess. Many, many is the time, and I confess this, many is the time I've made a mess of it, trying to do it all on my own, trying to figure it out for myself. But God, every time I've come to him and said, well, I screwed this up. What do you think we should do? God said, just sit back. Let me fix it. And he does. Church, I don't know how every little thing that happened to you last year fit in God's plan. I don't know how everything this year is going to fit into God's plan for your life. I truly don't. I can make you, I can give you some biblical wisdom. I can give you some biblical counsel. I can tell you some things. But in the end, it's going to come down to the same thing. Everything God is doing, he's doing to glorify, to establish, to settle his king, his son, as sovereign over all this world. And whatever he's doing in your life, you can trust this much. This is why you can trust him. It's for that purpose. It's for that purpose. And he said, well, why should my life be sacrificed just to make one person king of kings and lord of lords? Well, because, number one, that person is the son of God, your creator, your savior, and your redeemer. But I can take it one step further. You have this promise. Where he reigns, you and I will reign also. If we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. We have been lifted up, our feet settled in the heavenly places, seated next to Christ. I say this in closing. As soon as it became apparent who was going to be in charge for the next four years, you saw them come out of the woodwork. All those who wanted to somehow attach themselves in some way, to this person's rise to power, to benefit indirectly. And that's always the way. It was the way four years ago. It was the way four years before that. There's always those whose fortunes are lifted when one party comes into power or the other party comes into power. There's always those who benefit. Some of them, maybe not in the most honest of ways, if we're going to be straight about it, but there's always those who benefit. There's a benefit to being associated with the ones in power. Now, do you get this? Who is going to have ultimate power? Don't you think there's a benefit to us? If we are attached to the party of Jesus Christ, if we are attached to the administration of Jesus Christ, if we are attached to the ascendancy of Christ, don't you think ultimately we will benefit? That we will be raised together to sit with him in the heavenly places? That we will sit upon the thrones at his side? Don't you think there will be a benefit and a blessing? Not just for you, but for those that you are impacting on a daily basis, those whose lives you're integrating with. Don't you understand that he's establishing this kingdom and this glory for his son, through his church, through his people, for the benefit of the entire world? When all the kingdoms have become submitted to the kingdom of Christ, when all of the rebels have been weeded out and all of the agendas of man have been thwarted and only God's agenda remains. 
Oh, what a day. What a day that will be. What a glorious day when he reigns supreme, sovereign, unopposed, unchallenged. Oh, thank God that we are part of that kingdom. Stand with me this morning. I shared this with you this morning in the hopes of encouraging you. I know God's plans for us that they are good. I also know the enemy has some plans as well. And I know between the two, there's a million different plans from a million different people that impact your life. But this much I can give you comfort and give you assurance. As long as we are allowing God to use our lives to establish his kingdom and to bring the whole world into submission to Jesus Christ, you don't have to spend a lot of time worrying about the other agendas. I wouldn't waste a lot of effort on it. Now, some of you, maybe you can't help yourself, but try, try the best you can. If your life is submitted to Christ and God is using you to establish Him as sovereign, as Lord in your home, in your workplace, in your personal life, in your social life, you don't have to really worry about what the other plots and conspiracies are because God laughs at them. God makes sure they come to nothing. My hope and prayer for this church and everyone in it that we'll be part of God's plan. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we lift up this body of believers before you this morning. Your testimony, Lord, is that your plans for us are good, that your plans are to bless us, that your plans are to give us hope, to give us joy, to give us peace that your plans are to use our lives and our collective life here at the church to establish the glory and the power and the honor of your Son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, I speak for all this morning who are here in saying we submit to that authority. Use us for the kingdom's glory. It's not about us, God. We are... We are going to benefit ultimately, God, but in the short term, it may be some difficult days ahead. But as long as we are confident that you are using our life to shine the light of the kingdom of Christ ever brighter, reaching those who are in darkness, reaching those who've, who've, who've committed themselves to rebellion against that kingdom, then, Father, we know the plan is working. Your plan is working. Father God, I pray today, as we go through this season, as we go through all that this, this, these coming days and weeks and months will bring, that you will continue working out in us and working out through us your plan of redemption, your plan of glorification, your plan of sovereignty through your Son, Christ Jesus, our Lord. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And of course, the foundation of the plan, the thing that makes it all worth it, we celebrate here in taking the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Would you join with me this morning? Let us take together. Every plan needs something to bring it to pass. And this plan of God is brought to pass by the sacrifice of His only begotten Son. You read the verse there. You are my Son. Today I have begotten thee. That was God's testimony that Jesus is in fact His Son. But we also are reminded of the verse that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. All of these plans that God has for this world all came together in one place. That place was Calvary. There the plan of God was revealed for all to see. There God's purpose was put on public display as God showed 
the whole world, the love, the compassion, the mercy that he was willing to show toward those rebels, all of us conspirators, all of us who had been plotting against him. God showed us his mercy in sending his son, not just to rule and reign over us, but sending his son to die in our place. And so we celebrate that this morning in his precious body and his precious blood. Father God, we bless this bread this morning. We consecrate it as the body of Jesus Christ today. We recognize it today, O oh God, as the symbol of the Word made flesh. The beauty of heaven confined in the ugliness of this world's flesh and blood. All of our sin, all of our sickness, all of our guilt, all of our shame put upon the body, upon the back of your precious Son. Father God, what mercy is this? What grace is this? What kind of love is this? That the one who was destined to reign from the throne of heaven would build that throne by hanging on a cross on earth. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. All we can say is thank you, Lord, for becoming in the flesh and blood that our flesh and blood might be delivered. We thank you, Jesus. We bless this bread in Jesus' name. Take and eat. Be made whole in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless your name, Lord God. Praise your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we bless this cup this morning. Oh, how precious. How precious the blood of Jesus is to us this morning, God. Thank you. How precious is his life. How precious. One drop. One sprinkle of this blood. Sufficient to the removing of all of the filthiness and corruption of our souls and spirits, oh God. When you looked upon us, God, you saw the most vile, the most reprehensible, the most loathsome of sinners. And yet, rather than revile us, rather than cut us off, your love, your mercy compelled you to act on our behalf. Oh, we bless this cup this morning, God. We give thanks for this cup this morning, God. For it is the blood of Jesus that renews and cleanses and regenerates, who justifies and sanctifies so that we are acceptable in your sight, so that we can rise as co-rulers and co-reigners and co-inheritors with Christ. How precious this blood is to us today. We bless it in Jesus' name. Take and drink. May the life of Christ be renewed in you this morning. Oh, thank you, Jesus. His body the bread, his blood the wine, broken and poured out all for love. The whole world trembled. The veil was torn. God has established his son, Savior, Lord, King. Oh, God, we praise you. We thank you. Oh, Father of heaven. Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we bow our hearts in praise to you this morning, recognizing that your plan did not include our condemnation, but rather our justification. How merciful you are, O oh God. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give thanks to the Lord this morning.
for He is good, and His mercy endures forever. Does anyone have anything to share this morning before we let you go? Let's pray for those who weren't feeling well this morning, couldn't be with us. You can look around to see. We know that some are still sick, still dealing with not only COVID issues, but other issues. We spoke with Sister Joe this week. She is in need of prayer. Her family is in great need of prayer. Keep her in your prayers. We live in very serious times. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we lift those who could not be with us here this morning up to your throne. Let your healing virtues, let your love, your mercy surround them today, O God. Touch their bodies, touch their spirits. Raise them up for the glory of your kingdom and for the glory of your King, Jesus Christ. Bless those who are here today. Be with them, guide them, direct them, and let your plan be fulfilled in their life. Till we return to this place, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you today. Greet each other in the name of our Lord. This has been a production of the Lighthouse Church of God. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed. You are welcome to join us for service every Sunday at 1030 a.m. For more information or to support our ministry, visit our website at www.lhcogfl.org. Or if you're in the Broward County area, we would love for you to visit our church located at 1890 Southwest 31st Avenue, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33312. God bless you. Until next time, this is the Lighthouse Church of God, lighting the way through the storms of life.